King of kings and Lord of lords, we bless your holy and righteous name this morning. We thank you, Father God, for another opportunity to come together as believers on this prayer line. Have your way in the midst of us in Jesus' name. We thank you for connecting our minds and our hearts in you. For you said where two or three are gathered together in your name, there you are in the midst of us. So we thank you, Father God, that you are right here with us. You are in each of our homes, Father God, because you said you would never leave us nor forsake us. We thank you, Father God, we don't have to send you anywhere to a hospital room, to a jail cell. We don't have to send you into a room of hospice or a room that is considered the sick bed right now, Father God, because you are all over the place and we praise you for it. We thank you, O oh God, that we can speak the word and it shall be done. Because you told us in your word that if we believe, then all things are possible to us in Jesus' name. You told us that if we told the mountains to be thou removed and cast into the sea, that they shall be done. You told us that you would give us the desires of our heart in Jesus' name. Lord, the desires of our heart are to see this a sin-sick world saved, delivered, and set free in Jesus' name. The desires of our heart are to have our finances blessed in Jesus' name. For the windows of heaven to be opened up upon us and that we don't have room enough to receive it in the name of Jesus. We thank you, O oh God, that the desires of our heart is that your word will continue to go forth with power, uninterrupted and unhindered by satanic or demonic forces in Jesus' name. We thank you and we praise you, O oh God, that you will be the one that we love the way we're trying to love you the way that you love us, God. But we know that it's not possible because your love is untainted. Your love is unconditional, God. So teach us how to love you and how to love others in that same way, God. Lord, if there's any unbelief in us, help our unbelief in Jesus' name. Where there's doubt, Father God, where there's no uh, trust in Jesus' name, we thank you for working on those inner parts of us, Father God. Lord, we thank you for removing past hurts and past sins that we can forgive. Uh, ask you to forgive us in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. We thank you for your protection of all those who will be going to school today, going to work, Father God. We thank you for giving the words to your people as they share in counseling sessions and therapy sessions and times of encouragement, Father God, and times of edification that you give us the words to say, Father God. Let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in our sights, God. In your sight, God, you be our strength and our redeemer in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against us prospers, and every hand that is set to rise against us is brought to nothing, that you perfect everything that concerns us in Jesus' name. We praise and glorify you right now, Father God, that you would we would stir up the gifts of your spirit in us so that we will be in full operation of what you would have us to do at all times in Jesus' name. We thank you, God, that you will make us the salt and the light of you, ambassadors for you, standing for you, speaking for you, being used by you 
everywhere we go in the name of Jesus, that you have given us dominion, power, and authority over all of the animals, over the creeping things, the birds of the air, Father God, that you give us power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us in Jesus' name. We thank you and praise you, O God, for the one that's going to give your word this morning, Father God. Give them a fresh anointing in their hearts, in their minds, over their life, so that they can speak with clarity and understanding in Jesus' name, so that it will get down into our hearts and take root in the name of Jesus, so that there may be uh, seeds planted in us, there may be water to bring forth um, the the manifestation of your power in our lives, oh God, so that you will bring forth the increase in Jesus' name. We thank you for the increase of lives that are going to be on this prayer line, Father God, so that more people will hear your word, more people will share the greatness that is going on in the midst of us, more people will be able to share how awesome your presence is in the midst of us in Jesus' name, how we are coming together to pray for one another, even though we may not hear everybody's voice. We don't even know where everybody is calling from, God, but your spirit connects us in Jesus' name. We are on one accord in you in the name of Jesus. We have the mind of Christ. You said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So let us have a mind to continue to serve you, to worship you in spirit and in truth, to live for you in Jesus' name, to not be cast in stones at anyone, thinking that we are above them, Father God. But let us humble ourselves so that you can exalt us in due time, in Jesus' name. Let us put ourselves in a low so that you can lift us up, in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Father God, that you have given us power to lay hands on the sick and they recover, that you've given us power to speak your word and it shall come forth. Because, Lord, if you can speak the word and it Existence. We can say those things, Father God, and it shall be done in Jesus' name. We thank you and praise you right now, Father God. If there's anyone that we know right now who's having difficulty sleeping, that you fall fresh on them and let them rest peacefully in you in Jesus' name. If there's someone out there who is grieving the loss of a loved one, God, you wrap your arms around them so that they can feel comforted in you and let them know that earth has no sorrow, that heaven cannot heal in Jesus' name, that this grieving process, Father God, came about because of sin, Father, and let them grieve in a natural way so that you can heal their heart in Jesus' name. You can remove the heaviness caused by the grief in Jesus' name. And we thank you for lifting that burden off of their shoulders right now, off of their hearts in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, that if there's someone out there in need of a job that you form the resume to help them to stand out above the rest, Father God. You give them the words to say so that when they go into the interview, Father God, that their character will be what puts them in that position, Lord. Their experience 
puts them in position. Their relationship with you puts them in position to get the job that others might say that they're not qualified for, God. But you make them qualified in you in Jesus' name. Lord, if there's someone concerned about a report from the doctor, Lord, help them to believe the report of you in Jesus' name, that they are healed, that they are filled, that they are healthy, that they are whole, that the life of Jesus Christ is in them and they shall live and not die in Jesus' name, that they won't have to be dependent on medication their entire life because you are the master doctor. You are the one that removes all sickness and disease, all hurt and pain in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, that it's not our will, but your will be done in the name of Jesus. If someone is struggling with alcohol smoking and any type of drug addiction, Father God. We thank you for drying those desires up, for taking it out of their minds, for taking it out of their bellies in Jesus' name and giving them more of a desire to serve and worship you, giving them more of a desire to spend time in your word, to spend time in prayer in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, for being the one that is the lifter up your people's head in Jesus' name. Somebody may be burdened and heavy, uh, weight down heavily, Father God. Let them take on your burdens and your yokes, for your yoke is easy and your burdens are light in Jesus' name. Someone may not know what they're going to do, what their purpose is in life, Father God. Thank you for revealing to them what your purpose for their life is, how you want them to speak, how you want them to walk and talk in Jesus' name. Lord, somebody may not know the gifts of you that is in them. Thank you for the eyes of their understanding being enlightened so that they know the gifts of the spirit that you have put in them, Father God. Give them understanding of what those gifts are and how they are to operate in it in Jesus' name, how they are to use it, not for their own gratification, not so that someone can acknowledge them, God, but so that you be glorified, you be magnified and lifted up, God, because you said if you be lifted up, you would draw all men unto you. So we thank you, God, that as we lift you up, you draw them. You use us to glorify you. You use us to increase your kingdom in Jesus' name. You use us so that what's done in heaven will be done on earth in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that we will be prepared and ready when Jesus comes back, Father God, so that after the dead in Christ shall rise, we who remain and are still alive will be caught up to meet them in the air in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, for revealing and exposing those who are operating in their own spirit, who are false prophets, who are false teachers, Father God, that you will save their souls from hell, that they will have repentant spirits in Jesus' name, that they will ask forgiveness from you, Father God. They will ask forgiveness of those that they have led in the wrong direction, Father God, and you hear their cry, and you give each one of us a spirit of forgiveness, Father God, because who are we to hold anything against someone when Jesus went on the cross and forgave us in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that you will do it as you see fit in Jesus' name. We praise and glorify you right now, Father God, for having your way in the government because the government is on your shoulders, Father God. You put people in position that you want right there 
for for whatever time you have them, oh God. We thank you for an opportunity to pray for those who are in position who don't know you, who aren't living for you, who are saying different things in their life, who are saying one thing and living another, God. We thank you, Father God, for lining up their walk with their talk in Jesus' name and for doing it in our lives right now in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for removing welfare mentalities that people are stuck on, dependent on the government and not you in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, that more wives will trust you in Jesus' name, more husbands will trust you in Jesus' name, and their marriage will be together, yoked with you as the third part of their three-strand cord in Jesus' name. We thank you that we will have more children who are being taught your word, that it is wrapped around their neck, Father God, that they hear it when they're laying down. They hear it when they rise up. They hear it when they are away from their families, God, because your word has been instilled in them. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father God, for the prayers of the righteous, because you said the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We pray for those countries that don't have as many resources that we have, Father God, that you will put people in place so that they can have the clean water in Jesus' name. They can have healthy food in the name of Jesus. We pray for the missionaries right now, Father God, that they are putting themselves in positions of danger to share your gospel, that you protect them in the name of Jesus, that you ensure that they have what they need. So your word will go forth as you see fit in every part of the world, even the parts that we don't even know where there is human life on, Father God, we thank you for making a way that your word will get to them. Because you said your son will not come back until your word has been preached into every area of the world. So we thank you, Father God, for putting people in position so that your word will be spread abroad in Jesus' name. We thank you and we praise you right now, God, that you will continue to have your way, that your will be done on this prayer line that you want done, Father God, whether it's to end it or continue it. Let your will be done in Jesus' name. Those who are to teach and preach your word, if it continues, Father God, we thank you for their faithfulness and dedication and determination to study your word. Those who are listening, God, thank you for their prayerful spirit that they do it because they want a closer walk with you. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name, we praise you and magnify you, glorify you and honor you. In Jesus' name. Well, bless the Lord, saints. We greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. God bless you, woman of God. God bless you for praying your way into the kingdom. Press, press, press through prayer. My God, the doors of heaven will open if we continue to pray. Hey, beloved, this is your apostle Keith Brooks. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. This is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it, because in it is the opportunity to worship and praise our God. This is the Holy Week leading up to Easter, and we have a word that I want to share with you from the book of Philippians, chapter 1, amen. We're going to talk to you from that, but I want to share the word of God with you that your life will be strengthened, fruitful, and edifying for God. Let's go to the throne of God and talk to our Father. Father, in the holy and righteous name of the Lord Jesus Christ is again. 
We thank you for another day and an opportunity to lift up the name Jesus, because at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord in the heavens and the earth and beneath the earth. Everything must bow its knee. God, we give you the praise. We give you all the honor and the glory. We lift you up because you said if you be lifted up, uh, you'll draw all men unto you. Jesus, you are the master, the centerpiece uh, of our life. We greet you. We honor you. We bless you on this day, Lord, uh, for this is the day you are made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Now, God, I thank you for forgiveness for all sin, transgression, and iniquity. Every so city, every child of God under the sound of my voice, call Jesus and ask him to take over your life. Come into your heart and let him have his way with you, and I know he will. In Jesus' name, and all of the hearts of God's people, shout it, amen, and amen. I want to talk to you from chapter 1 of the epistle of Paul, the apostle to the Philippian church. I want to press something in your heart. Listen to me carefully. This is what we call the Holy Week of God. It started on Sunday, which was the Palm Sunday. Today is what you call Holy Thursday. In the Greek, it was called monarch, a mondak, which means it is the time that Jesus washed the feet of the disciples and told them to go and do likewise. But not only that, to love one another. He shared his body and his blood for them, and he allowed them to understand that starting today, which was Holy Thursday, it will lead up to tomorrow, God's willing, Good Friday, when Jesus was crucified. Sad is what they call the tridom. The tridom means three days of prayer. That means we ought to be praying today, tomorrow, and Saturday, because on Sunday, there's going to be a revolution, and there's going to be a jailhouse break. God is going to resurrect those that have been dead in him that's walking in Christ today. We call it Easter Sunday, the Resurrection Sunday. He's already risen, but he's going to resurrect a lot of lives, I believe, this Sunday. Hey, let's go to the Word of God, and let's talk to him and see what the Lord has to say. Here's what the Word of God says in chapter 1 of the epistle of Paul, the apostle to the Philippian church. It says, Paul and Timothy, which was Timothy, the servant of Jesus Christ, to all of the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi. Watch him. First, he greets all the church folks. He wants the church people to know the saints of God that are in Philippi in the church with the bishop and the deacon. He called out two officers that are working in the ministry. I want to talk to the bishop, and I want to talk to the deacon. He says, grace be unto you, peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Watch this now, beloved, because it's going to get deep with you in a minute here. He said, I thank my God. Upon every remembrance, the Greek word for the word remembers me mentioned, Paul was saying your recollection needs to come back to you, and all those things which God has done for you, you need to bring in remembrance, not just for your life, 
but for those that are in the body of Christ. Now, remember, Paul has set up a church here in Philippian or Philippi, which was in the territory of Macedonia because it was uh, the capital of Macedonia. Now, Paul was called to come to Macedonia because they needed help in the church. Now, Timothy is visiting Paul in Rome. Paul is in prison, feet is in shackles, been locked down because he confronted Nero, and all this caused him hell. I want to put something in your spirit today that's going to resurrect everything in your life. I'm going to give you a text here in a minute. But listen to what he says. I need you to be thoughtful of me always and remember me. He used the word always, which expresses a a strong language of Paul. He said, man, I'm not just playing with this thing. I remember always what in every prayer of mine for you. All making requests with joy. Watch what he says in verse 5. For your fellowship, your liberality, your participation, your blessings to the gospel, everything you have done for me in the gospel from the first day that I started this ministry in Philippi. He said, I want to bring to remembrance my prayers for you all because you have supported me from the very first I walked into this city called Middletown until now. Well, this is where it turns the corner, and I want you to hear what Paul says to you and I. He says in verse number six, being confident. He said, listen, I want you to be truly persuaded by what I'm about to say to you. I want you to have the confidence, the assurance, and be convinced that God lives inside of you. Now, beloved, we as saints of God uh, will take this text uh, and talk about ourselves, and that's all right. But Paul is talking to the church of Philippi. He's saying, being confident of this very thing, that he which have begun a good work in you uh, will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, this is what I want to talk to you from this stone. When discouragement uh, and disappointment uh, visit you, uh, what will I do when discouragement uh, come to my house or disappointment? Uh, I, I was reading an article today, uh, early this morning, on Tiger Wood. Tiger Wood as a golfer. He's been there for years. He's been golfing, man, winning tournaments. But for the last decade, Tiger Woods have not done anything. Matter of fact, he fell in a great scandal. He fell into addiction. He fell into injury in his body. But on the last week, Tiger Woods won the golfing tournament as a master in the last decade, 10 years. He have not been able to do anything. He fell in depression. He was discouraged. Hit him. He was disappointed. 
anointed in his game, but somehow, some way, he found himself back in the fight. Now let's make this thing personal with our God. We got Timothy visiting Paul in Roman jail. Paul was there suffering, and Timothy showed his face unto his pastor. Listen, beloved, Timothy was not there as a prisoner. He was there for support because Paul at times was getting discouraged, and he felt disappointed because he said in the word of God, when I stood before Nero, all of them left me that said they were with me, but God forgive them. Listen to what he's saying to you and I. When we come to a point in our life, uh, the discouragement and disappointment uh, visit us. Uh, we need somebody to show their face. Uh, when Timothy showed his face uh, uh, and showed his sympathy toward Paul, uh, Paul's suffering seemed to lighten up. Uh, I'm excited about this because uh, where am I getting ready to take you in this, beloved? Uh, because on Sunday, God's willing, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, over 2,000 years, Years ago, rose to get rid of disappointment and discouragement. You remember Second Timothy four and nine. Do thou diligently to come shortly unto me. That was Paul telling Timothy, "Come, I need some support." Every child of God in the Word of God, beginning in Adam days, after Adam committed high treason, he fell in discouragement. He fell in disappointment because. Not only did he feel like uh, he had lost his God, uh, he felt like he had failed God. Uh, discouragement uh, is an act of disheartening. Uh, and what it would do is deprive you of your courage. Uh, it's an act of depression. Uh, it calls your confidence to be low. It destroys uh, a base of your courage. Uh, it causes one to lose their dreams, uh, lose their hope and their aspiration. Uh, but disappointment uh, is a failure, a defeat of expectation. Yes, beloved, it is a miscarriage of all your plans in life. Now, let me talk with you from Paul mine. Paul was saying to the Philippian church, I know that he that started a good work in you, he's going to perform it until the day that he returned. That means, beloved, I want you to have confidence. Paul was saying, I believe in what I'm telling y'all. And when a man of God or woman of God preached the word, if they don't believe it, how in the world can I convince somebody else that this thing is real? So what Paul said to them, I know you might have lost your heart, and I know you might have lost your dreams, but God will not forsake you. God will not leave you disheartened. Every one of you, under the sound of my voice, God is saying there's been a time that discouragement has visited your house, Disappointment has visited your house. We could call Moses up. He was discouraged and disappointed. He didn't get to the promised land. Out of all the years he served, he lost out. Abraham, for 25 years, was discouraged and lost his mind. He was disappointed. Yes, beloved, I don't care how spiritual-minded you are. Every now and then, discouragement and disappointment will visit your house. But when it do, get the mind of Paul and say, he that began a good work in me, he's going to finish that thing. Now 
I'm the body of Christ, uh, individual. Uh, I'm standing on what God's saying. Uh, no matter what happens, uh, I'm standing no matter what it looks like. I may be like Daniel in a lion's den. I'm standing. Uh, I may be like Moses uh, in a Red Sea. I'm standing. Stand and keep on standing. Listen, Paul said something to the Philippian church. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Can you believe what God says? Can you believe when discouragement and disappointment visit you? Nothing ever goes the way that we all plan. Because God has his own master plan. So when things does not happen the way we desire, we become disheartened. We become disappointed. We feel like God does not love me. Maybe you have forsaken me, God. Even our master on the cross cried out, Eli, Eli's the best of me. Listen, Father, why have you forsaken me? I'm disappointed, God. I've done everything you asked me to do. Why have you forsaken me? When the child of God comes to discouragement and disappointment, they're being tried under the Spirit of God. Paul was in this Roman jail at Philippi. He said, listen, I might feel discouraged, but I have enough spirit to build confidence in those that I preach the gospel to. I'm faced with opposition, but I'm telling every child of God, be confident in this. The very thing which he had begun that good work in you. He will perform it. Psalm 107 verse 19 says it this way. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And he saved them out of their distress. You and I cry out. God will save. He will deliver. Matthew 11 28 says. Come unto me all ye that are labor and heavy laden. And I'll give you rest. I'll perform this thing for you. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. You may feel discouragement. You may feel disappointed at times. But here's God saying, and this is the victory. That they overcome the world, even our faith. In other words, he's saying, I started something in you. I will finish it. Time when saints of God seem like they've lost their way. Go back and hear what Paul says to the church. Being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work, And you will perform it to the day of Jesus Christ. You will not abandon 
He will not leave you. If he called you, saved you, filled you, he's performing something in you. Be encouraged. Let this be a turning point today. Let it be a day that you can reconcile with your God in yourself. The said, I've lost it, but I'm all right now, God, because I know you'll never leave me off of Satan. And God will perform what he started in you. Some are giving up. That lets me know that we're close to the end of the coming of the Lord. Preachers are giving up. Saints are just reneging on God everywhere. Be careful that that serpent that be cow Eve don't be cow God loves you. Be encouraged. This is Holy Week. This is Holy Week. Today is fasting for us. Consecrate your mind. Spend a little time with God. Put the telephone down. Cut the television off. Spend a little time with him. And I promise you, beloved, by Sunday, God's willing, everything that's been dead in you, God will resurrect it. Hey, beloved, this is your Apostle Keith Brook. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to get the mind of Christ. And remember that God loves you, did not save you in vain. The work that he's given to you, you will complete it for him. Be encouraged. I bless you. I want you to be excited about God. Somebody asked me the question, I'm out of here. Apostle, why do you get excited? Because the zeal of God is inside of me. And I love him. If God could just shake your mind up for one second to make you remember some things he'll done for you in the past, you'll be excited too. Let no one cause you to lose that. Hey, this is your Apostle Keith Brooks. Till next week, tell a neighbor friend. Let's get on the prayer line. I'm excited about God. I'm excited about the word of God. I'm excited about you because you are part of the body with me. And, hey, I can't go without you. I'm dragging and tugging. you dragging and tugging. Some just need to get on up and let's get busy for the kingdom of God. God will honor you. Hey, I'm looking forward to Sunday morning. Pray for the churches. Pray for pastors. Pray for one for another. Pray in the day of fasting that God will break yokes in your family, that the loved ones will be saved, that God, you know, now Eastern Christmas, man, folks coming to church. So let's cast out the line. Let's believe God that those that come, you haven't seen them all year long, but bless God if they make it their Sunday, let's believe the Holy Ghost will set them on fire and they'll never leave God again. Till next week, hey, I love you. This is your Apostle Keith Brooks. I'm out. God bless you.